a group of ragtag hotshots must fly an impossible mission with only hope as their ally. This week, we're covering the latest stunning blockbuster legacy sequel, Top Gun Maverick. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah, and welcome one and all listening to the podcast. That's this podcast, and it's called How Star Wars Is It? It's called How Star Wars Is It? And it's the only podcast, and we rate and review things on a scale of 1 to 10, not of how good or bad they are, but of Mm -hmm. how Star Wars they are. That's right. So could you you, uh, look at any topic, any movie, any... uh, any book, any food, and and convincingly tell someone that it's Star Wars. Mm, no, is that is that a, a dish of mixed nuts on the bar? Is that Star Wars? We would argue probably not very much, but it's got some in there. There's a little bit. Everything's everything's a little bit Star Wars sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and and we're comparing everything to Star Wars. Ultimately, there will be an episode on absolutely everything on this podcast because it's going to yep. last forever, and so are we. Um, we are never going to die. Our consciousnesses are going to be uploaded, and we will continue recording this podcast. It is our eternal torment. Yeah, yeah. Our- what a what a really fun way to live on. <laughs> yeah, it is our Sisyphusian curse. But we are, like Camus said, uh, we have to imagine Sisyphus happy. So we are happy to do this, um, our our diligent duty, mm-hmm. uh, recording this podcast. But this week we're recover- we're covering a movie. We're doing a movie. Hey, we've done a lot of coming things. hot off of water. <laughs> coming hot off of a water week. Uh, <laughs> And ice cream. Uh-huh. We're doing a movie. Although and, and we the, should probably slot this one in before ice cream so that oh, we well, capture as much SEO as we can. Guess what, friends? You're going to hear about ice cream <laughs> next week. <laughs> Enjoy. But yeah, we're talking about Top Gun Maverick, 2022's gangbusters military propaganda hit. <laughs> yes, everybody loves it. Everybody loves it so much. It's a good movie. And in fact, later this week, just to get in here a, a little native plug, we also have a Patreon for this podcast, www.patreon.com slash mm-hmm, HowStarWarsIsIt, mm-hmm, where $5 mm-hmm. a month, or $5 a month, yeah, gets you a, a weekly bonus episode. And this week's bonus episode, we're going back to 1986 and reviewing the original Top Gun, which is not as good as this one. No, you can go listen to us talk about the confusing mess that is uh, Top Gun f- from 1986. Yeah. Uh, because it is a confusing mess. <laughs> but this week here on this episode, we're talking about 2022's Top Gun Maverick starring John Hamm. Starring John Hamm, of all people. Mm-hmm. Comedy... Comedy legend John Hamm. Uh, you know he's now in the like flow progressive cinematic universe, universe as no. John Hamm. Oh really? That makes me sort of pissed because I'm like, you're funny and you seem cool and like you must have plenty of money. <laughs> You've got enough. Why are you dipping down into insurance sales? Insurance sales. It's like, why do you need that? Come on. Anyway, okay, here we go. Ready, uh, Mike? Guess. You know I love this game. Guess what 
is the Rotten Tomatoes score for Top Gun Maverick? Um, the the like critic score or the audience score? Give me critic score okay. first, and then we'll do audience score. I'm gonna guess it's in like the high 80s, like 89 for critics. Uh huh. Would you believe a 96? Wow. Yeah. Now audience score. Higher, probably, like 98. 99! Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. People love this movie. People love and this I'm movie. And I'm going to attempt to tell you why people love this movie. By the way, spoilers for Top Gun Maverick, I suppose. This is, I mean, we're a month out already yeah. of it coming out. But I think people like this movie because it's, it's the exact same reason why people like the original Star Wars why they like Back to the Future, why they like The Matrix, why they like any uh, uh, kind of classic hero's journey story, because this is a very similar thing where there is a world that you kind of have to like understand and buy into, but they, they, um, they spend their time telling you about that as opposed to um, confusing you with plot details. Yeah, like the yeah, plot yeah. could not be more straightforward and then now we have the time to meet these fun characters and enjoy their fun world. Yeah. Now, I agree. There's a... Also, so, 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 so Top Gun, the original, is confusing and weird and boring not very good. at times. Bo boring at times. Not very good. It's a classic 80s movie, um, but, it's not, but it's not a good 80s movie. Yeah. But what it does do is it gives these characters a history so we sure. so we have a built-in relationship and history with these characters coming into it. Which Although, I, if you've never seen that movie, I think you wouldn't need to to see this new one. Agreed. That's what I was just about to say. I think yeah. you can see Top Gun Maverick without seeing the original, and you would not be the worst for the worst for it. Like you would probably actually be better for it because Top Gun <laughs> is is not is kind of a waste of time. But Maverick, Top Gun Maverick was really fun and has great stunts. And like you said, has characters with an emotional arc and re a relationship with each other that is built in because of the original. Right. Which leads to some f interesting, like, character moments and some character development. And yeah. we've got, like, so right out the gate. All right. So Top Gun is... A, apparently a real school mm -hmm. but it is like different in real life than it is in the movies but it's where the navy sends their best pilots to learn how to dogfight because dogfighting is a lost art after world war ii and because the because it, and this is what they don't tell you they don't tell you that what they decided to start doing was just carpet bombing everything yeah right so that's what they don't tell you is they don't tell you like oh we just destroyed you know korea and then we realized no one knows how to dogfight anymore. And we were like, well, we got to teach them how to dogfight. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because we just realized that we could just carpet bomb everything and level entire countries. Right. It's and everybody. Listen, we know it's military propaganda. Right. We know it is. You kind of have to um, turn on your either Mission Impossible or Marvel brain to watch yeah. this movie and just consider the quote-unquote enemy as like um the way that they want you in america to think of our actual wartime enemies which is other things you yes. know like you kind of have to think of and, and in fact i think this movie does a much better job than the original at um making the stakes 
bad for the planet as opposed to bad for America. Yeah, totally. Which, it, it's still it's still uh, an American military operation. It's still kind of like yucky, but like the the goober that they have to kind of blow up is a nuclear site. Yeah, which this. <laughs> Part of me liked this and part of me didn't like it because this movie goes out of its way to not give any notify like face. notable characteristics or face or yeah. flag or anything to the enemy, quote unquote. Right. They're just referred to as the enemy. I, I almost wish they did the Mission Impossible thing, which is like, this is some wacky guy with an evil villain idea. You know, almost like yeah. James Bond villain level. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the guys in the guys in Mission Impossible are always like uh, master chess players who want to like eliminate half of the globe's water. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, you're like, yeah. what, what like would just that do? Colorful plots. Yeah, just just colorful schemes. Yeah, but this is like going out of its way to be like there is just a, but it's still it's still so funny to me because I'm like, okay, then we're still like, what we are celebrating in this is still an illegal operation. On foreign soil, a, a, an American military operation on foreign soil right. that is absolutely not okay. Right. Like, in no way would it be, uh, like, it's not legal in, like, the terms of engagement or whatever between, like, nations. Like, I'm pretty sure it probably violates some Geneva Convention codes or whatever. Right. Like, there's no way. It's like, it reminds me of the beginning of Falcon and the Winter Soldier whenever they're, like, going into, like, the Air Force is going into, uh, they're like, oh, careful. Oh, like, yes, you, and they're like, you're about to hit the wall or whatever. Like, you're the about to border. hit the border, and then, like, it goes into the other thing, you know? Which, um, they don't do that in this, but they, it reminded me of it, because I was like, we are rooting for an illegal military operation. Right. <laughs> that is, like, <laughs> very funny to me. But yeah. that's just America. What Do we have any, and, and hey, do we have any legal military operations? No, yeah. not really. Everything operates in a realm of secrecy and and big money changing hands and who knows plus drones and that's like drones yeah. is one of the main antagonists of this movie because they oh, gotta yeah, do about this that. they gotta do this top gun shit good enough so that america doesn't just cancel manned flight yes i forgot about that like what's his face um ed harris at the yeah. beginning who only shows at the very beginning it's like admiral and he's like i'm gonna ground you because because drones are going to take over everything, and we don't need pilots anymore. Yeah, in order and in order to prove that pilots are important or whatever, Tom Cruise goes like the fucking speed of light in an yeah. airplane. Yeah. that's like the the cold open to the movie. <laughs> now here's now, Tom Cruise now, yeah. goes Mach ten. The cold open is Tom Cruise going Mach ten, which I don't know if he was actually going that fast. No, sure, because probably not. But Mike. How much of the airplane stunts do you think are real? A hundred percent of them. Yeah, you're right. It's a hundred percent of the stunts. I was doing research earlier to see like how they pulled this off. Yeah. And so Presumably basically, there is a real pilot, and they're sitting in some kind of backseat yes. or something. Yeah. So basically, all so basically, the, everyone in the cast that is in a plane went through a three month training program that worked their way up from like small planes to larger, faster planes, so they could mm-hmm. handle the G forces. But like the G's are real, so like that's what's he crazy. He even says that I think in the beginning, in the little yeah, in the little when he has long uh, shaggy hair. <laughs> yeah, and he looks like my dad, and it's like oh oh yeah, you're a sixty year old man. Yeah, right. You're you're not like you're you're sixty years old, Tom Cruise. We gotta see. I I don't know if either of them would do this because. 
the sensibilities are just like too crazy, but he's got to do a movie where he and Tig Notaro are twins. <laughs> <laughs> they she do has said that before, like that, that people say she looks like Tom Cruise, but like, man, with I, that haircut where it was like a little shaggy. Like, yes, I can totally see that. That would be the funniest thing in the world. Um, well, I don't know. Tig, Tig was in that one like army of dead or whatever, like action movie. Sure. So maybe, maybe she, maybe she'll she'll do a Tom Cruise action movie sometime soon. Who knows? The world is weird, and comedians so are in action movies. He's like, oh wow, this guy's going the fucking speed of light, and then uh, he gets he gets called upon. To oh he oh that's what it is he would have been completely whatever grounded. the sort of uh yeah grounded like turning your your wings had Give it me your not gun, been your badge. for Iceman from the original movie who's now like the friggin' commander in chief practically yeah he's like the biggest admiral in the navy or something and he's like always that. looking out for his wingman Maverick so uh, he gets called up to go to Top Gun as an instructor again which it seems like he only did for a couple of months after the original movie yeah. where he says like this is what my happy ending's gonna be yeah he literally says that was for two months yeah like when they're like you were an instructor here before and he was like that was for two months yeah and then there's there's this running like joke slash not a joke slash character thing where he's still a captain and they're like, you're 60 years old. Yeah, You right. should be like an admiral. Yeah, like or a like, little girl even says that, like, still? Yeah, still a captain. And like like one, one of the people is like, you could be a, an admiral or like a senator or something, right. but you're still a captain. And he's like, this is where I belong. Yeah. So like he has this weird sort of old school energy about him well, where he's and like. I, I like get that. I, I, yeah. I have that feeling all the time at my job. Like the next kind of thing which would come with more money and more uh, clout as it were is like managing other people who do my job but like I want to do my job but like well <laughs> yeah totally like I don't want to manage designers I am I want to be a designer <laughs> yeah 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 there is this yes I, I think that uh, that that was He's like a practitioner Yes, like, he d- he is he is a practitioner of the art of flying. Right, um, and he always has to be in the air because he just loves flying so much. So he, there's a lot of like parallels between the original Top Gun and this one. Um, it's like it's like they took the script and then just like tried to justify why each scene happened because they don't really do that in the original one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's truly just like a beat for beat. <laughs> I, I mentioned this in the Patreon in which we discussed the original Top Gun, which we're not going to discuss the original too much in this episode. But Charlie said that this one Maverick is like they made a remake of Top Gun and just made it a good movie. Totally. And, and it really does feel that way because right out the gate, it's not. There is a pissing contest between like th- some of the best pilots, including. Right, but this time because Maverick is uh, obviously still the protagonist, but because he's in this like authority position, uh, yeah, we watch through his eyes this stupid petty pissing contest, whereas. He was the stupid petty pissing contest in the first yes. one. So, like, we didn't have his experienced eyes to watch to, to, to as lenses, you know, and in, yeah. this, and in this movie we do. He's So, yeah, the, he's the instructor now. Everyone else is the 30, like, 20-something, right. like, 30-ish, hot like, hotshot pilots, including Miles Teller, right. who is, who like... Is Goose's son. Who's Goose's son, which I don't know if the math lines up on that. Uh, because Goose's son was like four years old in 1986, <laughs> which means that even if he was like three or two, 
Yeah, he would be 40 right now. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> so I don't know if the math lines up on that, but I don't think Miles Teller is 38 years old. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe he is. And also, I feel like hotshot pilots are normally in their 20s and aren't right. like, you know, 38 or something like that. But you, you can suspend your disbelief enough to be like, right. sure, it's, it's, it's Goose's son. And Goose is Maverick's wingman, or not wingman, his, his like co-pilot from the original movie who right. tragically dies in, in a training accident and is like basically his entire emotional arc has to deal with dealing with Goose's death. Right. And in this movie, his the entire Goose emotional... in the fridge. <laughs> yes, fridged, we fridged Goose. In this movie, the whole emotional arc is dealing with the fact that he is now training Goose's son who he... in, in or, Which I think maybe this is why they did that. Um, or no, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. But, but they... Uh, he pulled his papers, quote unquote, when when he first applied for like right. he like wanted to keep Goose's son from, safe from getting in with the big boys in the planes, which we find out later is what his mom wanted, um, which is why Maverick did it. But then like he Miles Teller doesn't know that. Who I don't remember his actual name, but I remember his call sign is Rooster. Rooster yeah, and they say that too. Like he just really quickly says something about his mom also dying. Yeah, his mom, which is like sad cuz cuz we could we couldn't get a Meg Ryan cameo. Right. Come on. In this day, I mean, we probably couldn't. I don't think she acts anymore. So they probably literally couldn't get a Meg Ryan cameo. So they're well, like we got to write her of, though, Um Val Kilmer yeah. Has had a laryngectomy in the real world here in in, yes. in our universe. So um he him can't as talk, an right? admiral or whatever, um he he is is we only ever see him once and, and they they make a whole point to say like he's sick and, and he, he it even hurts to talk. But he, yeah. he like for real, Val Kilmer had throat cancer and had his uh larynx taken out and now has like a port, like a um Stoma, I want to say. Yeah. It's called my mom and I talked about the movie afterwards because she was so like excited to see him and like, you know, this is her field speech and hearing. And uh, so that's why he had like a scarf because he like literally has a hole in his neck, basically. Right, right, right. Um, And and he talks via the computer. And then I guess when he kind of like he talks like this at one point, that's perhaps his son providing that raspy whisper voice because he couldn't he would not be able to make sounds in the traditional way that our vocal cords make so do you want to know how they did it how did they do it ai ah yeah so it's archival footage of a bunch of his voice got it probably as batman yeah honestly (laughs) because it's all raspy yeah so they they made an they made a uh uh a bunch of different models of his voice because they have all this I mean luckily he's an actor so they have hours and hours of him right, talking right. you know what I mean and so they re- they recreated his voice um, with AI so they they basically taught it how to speak like him and then uh, made it sound a little older basically and that so, yeah, was not terribly crazy. noticeable when you completely craft uh, an entire being out of AI, i.e., Luke Skywalker in whatever fucking show that was, Book of yeah, Boba Fett. Book of Boba like, Fett. Uh, that's weird because the computer is fabricating everything out of whole cloth. <laughs> also, it's easier to make a robo voice than it is to make a robo face. 
Yeah, and even the voices sometimes right now are like a little weird. Did you watch any of the Warhol series on Netflix? No, I, I watched not. like the first episode and a half on a plane. I think it's called the Warhol Diaries, and there's this famous book called the Warhol Diaries where like. Uh, I can't remember if they were friends or if they were just sort of contemporaries, but this woman who's a, a who was a journalist at the time somehow got her hands on Warhol's diaries and like edited them down into like a book. And then they made a series based cool. on that book. And the entire narration as read from the diaries are read by Andy Warhol, who of course had been dead for decades by the oh, time wow, they made this Netflix series. So it's, Every it is in his voice. I guess it sounds like him, but everything has this kind of tone that always ends like this. Oh, sure, it's, it's sure, sure. It's not quite so Siri or or TikTok. Like, um, what's the TikTok thing that's like? Just wait till you see his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the the reading the text voice on yeah, TikTok. Right. Yeah, ridiculous. My yeah, son's that- first day at preschool. <laughs> You're pretty good at that. <laughs> we need to, we need to get you in the recording studio to be a robot voice. Yeah. Just to say every word. But so anyway, um, the plot of this movie continued. He has to teach these kids how to become a team. And of course, they're all hot shots and the best of the best. So they're not inclined to oh, become a team. And one of, the, one of the things that this movie does that the old one doesn't is that the old one tacks on an actual military mission at the very end to be like, yes, you go do like this. Just sort of like, oh, and shit. Uh. Yeah. And this movie is like the reason Tom Cruise is here yeah, is because he, he is has going to teach an operation. There is a military operation coming up that once again is probably illegal. <laughs> and we have to execute these like three specific maneuvers that he has done in real life. Yeah. And so that's why he is here because he can teach them how to do it. Right. Which, which is and so, so it's the through light. It's the spine of the entire fucking movie. Yeah, and it's so much clearer, and it's like very like the the original is just like sort of wandering around in this weird pissing contest between yeah. Maverick and Iceman, and this one is like, nope, there's a mission, and we have a pissing contest along the way, but everything is in regards to the mission, and it all coalesces together yeah. in a way that feels like a real movie, whereas in the original one. You're just like at certain points, like, what am I watching? What's right. the point of this? Yes. Yeah, you get so bored that you don't even see that goose dies. <laughs> yeah, that goose is dead. Goose is dead. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. The it it um, and then essentially the 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 meat of the second act is the group trying to learn the maneuvers and the the op and trying to get along and become a team. And of course, there's the obligatory beach volleyball scene, but it's football. And I do like what they did. It was like. Both teams dog, are on offense. Yeah, dogfight football. Yeah, so it's offense and clever. defense at the same time, which is so you really have fun. to kind of be aware of everything. Um, yeah, super and, fun. And it made them become a team. Uh, yeah, and and that, uh, that that was a little. I liked it because it was a cute callback to like the volleyball scene. Yeah, and it but it at like least, served a purpose. It served a purpose to be like, look, they're team building, but it was very convenient to be like this is all it took <laughs> was right just right. this one game of dogfight well, football and now I, they're a team you know we we see them all interacting a bunch and yeah, it's true. ribbing each other but but that yeah it was just another device i the um what was i gonna say Oh, and then, of course, the the remaining bit of, like, act two is just, like, essentially the world's longest montage of people trying to, like, <laughs> train for a thing or whatever. Fly a really hard and then, flight. Uh, when all hope is lost that, like, there's no way we're going to be able to do this. And then, like, 
Maverick gets fired, essentially, and they say, like, okay, we're not going to be flying at 100 feet. That's insane. We're going to fly at 300. And they, they set a bunch of restrictions on these these kids where they have to learn to do the impossible, but they're not even letting them do it's 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 Dolores Umbridge realness. <laughs> yeah. John uh, Ham John Ham is like setting the limits to a place where they will most certainly die. Right. Whereas Tom Cruise set the limits to give them a fighting chance of survival. Right. But his limits were crazier. Yeah, way harder. Which is where he gets his name. He's a maverick. Um, but so then he, all of a sudden, a, a fighter shows up and starts running the course, and it's Maverick, uh, post having been dismissed. And he says, yeah, he, you know, like, the, the time to target that they have to hit is two and a half minutes. And he says, time to target, two minutes, 15 seconds. And you see all the kids go like, what? No way, that's impossible. Yeah. And he flies it perfectly, and he nails everything. He does it all right. And he, it's sort of the Yoda in the swamp moment where... Uh, he proves to the people he's he's telling them you got to use the force, and yeah, none of yeah, them yeah, are. Yeah. They're all like, you can't. And then he's it's like, too hard. This is why you fail. Yes, exactly. And then he shows it can be done, and he lifts it right out of the bog. Yeah, that is a good that is a good point and an excellent an excellent how Star Wars is it because I think the other how Star Wars is it thing the biggest thing that people like for weeks like I, it took me probably three or four weeks to see this movie. But so many people reached out to me and were like, seen Top Gun yet? And I was like, no, but I know what you're going to say. They're like, they do the trench run. <laughs> yeah, they do the trench and, run. And the, the big, the big like, operation they're training for is basically exactly the Death Star trench run. Complete with, I, I was in a theater that was actually kind of full. And when they were outlining all the details of the trench run, I already knew going in, there's a trench run. So I was kind of like... Yeah smiling at all the the things they have to do they go have to go along this ri the uh, valley and then they have to go up and over a thing and then they have to shoot a target but specifically the target is three meters wide yeah, like they yeah, say yeah. you have to hit a thing that's three meters wide and i went ha <laughs> and nobody else laughed and i was like oh a lot of you may be thinking that this whole thing feels familiar because it's like kind of Star Wars-y, but I don't yeah. think you guys all realize that it is lifting from, like it's it's directly referencing yes. the thermal exhaust port on the Death Star being three meters wide. They make a whole point to say three meters wide, that's impossible. Yes, it is exactly They could the have same. said any number. <laughs> they could have done two meters. Yeah. But they did three. And yeah. that's a reference, and it's and that is can I say very Star Wars? Very Star Wars. This movie is very Star Wars. Yeah. This movie is essentially the like if you said Tom Cruise is teaching X-wing fighters how to do the trench run, totally that that they have to do on the Death Star in three weeks. I'd be like, yeah, and he sure. explains the the he outlines how it has to go, and then everyone goes, that's impossible. Yeah. And then Luke's like, it's not impossible. I used to bullseye womp rats for my T-16 back home. They're not much bigger than three meters. Yeah, it, it is. It is exactly Star Wars. Now, there is like sort of a second ending or there's like right. sort of there's like I was sort of like sort of confused by like, why is this movie still going? <laughs> yeah, there's kind of two endings because. Also, Jennifer off, Connelly is in it and she's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone he knows. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like it's not clear if you're supposed to know who she is, yeah. but then I think she's referenced in the original ah, movie because okay. I think they talk about like the admiral's daughter that he like like went on a joyride with. Got it. And then we're supposed to understand, I think, that she is that the admiral's has daughter. Been her. Yeah. That has always been Jennifer Connelly, and there's sort of this like love story between them that isn't in, that, 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 that's like cute. It's fine. It's it's it's, it's um better than the love story in the first one because it's not quite so gross. Yeah. Also, it's so funny because I I have this theory that Tom Cruise doesn't allow himself to be sexual in movies anymore because, <laughs> because and I think maybe it was after he became a Scientologist or something I don't know because he used to be sexy in movies and there the, was the like kissing scene in the original one where you like you just see them in silhouette and he's like on top of her and like the light from that's backlighting yes. them like you see like their tongues stick out and like yes. go into each other's mouths yes. but in just silhouette it's like Bleh! <laughs> yeah there's some real tongue stuff going on yeah. in the first one but it used to be sexy movies and then there was a shift that happened and I don't I, I don't have enough data to say if it was when he became a Scientologist or if it's just whenever he got married or whatever but like in Mission Impossible 2 Ethan Hunt is a fuck machine. That's right. And then in Mission Impossible 3, he's a happily he's married a man. married man, and he does and he's, traffic consultation for a living or whatever. every Mission Impossible afterwards, yes. he basically doesn't have a love story. He's just, is, yeah, he's just like a machine. And and even what might be, you could make an argument, it's a it's kind of a love interest. Ilsa yeah. is, is more just like girl Ethan. Yes. And and we see someone else at the top of their game in the spy world doing spy shit and she's a hot lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but right, so they like, are not even, like, they they're intertwined in the way of like a soulmate might be. <laughs> yes. It's like Ethan like Tom Cruise doesn't make movies with romantic interest anymore. He makes movies with like platonic soulmates. Right. Like what's her face in Live Die Repeat? Emily Blunt. Yes. Yes, and they I think they just there is... both have the same circumstances happening to them yeah. and are inextricably linked because of that. And there is a like sort of hint at the end that maybe they might become like romantic. Right. Like once she, once cuz he knows everything about her and she doesn't know him yet, so maybe once she like gets to know him, like they'll be, get together or whatever. But he doesn't do romance anymore. And so seeing him do romance with Jennifer Connelly, I was like, oh, are they going to like actually get a little sexy? But no, they lay down and it's the take my breath away moment right. that doesn't, they don't actually play the song and they lay down together fully clothed and you're like, oh, are we going to get a little sexy? Nope. Cut to them just talking. Right. And it's like, it's so, it was so funny to me because I was like, yeah, this is the 60 year old intimacy that I'm talking about. Yeah. Because they are <laughs> 60 years old. Like Tom Cruise literally turned 60 mere days ago. That's right. And this is like the 60 year old, 50 year old intimacy where they're like, yeah, we can still make out. We can still like have sex. Like we can do all that stuff. But like, I really want to know about your trauma right. and your, and your daughter and your surrogate son. Yeah. That, that that is the son of your partner that you kill that you not killed but that you feel responsible for his death. Yeah, you know it was very. I like want to redo my kitchen with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they don't kiss until the very end, and even then it's it's very like it's a very chaste kiss. Yeah, it's not yeah. there's no tongues involved. It's just like you know what else got chased. What? Those guys in the airplanes. They got chased by other airplanes. They got so chased. <laughs> they were all in there being like, we're never going to have sex. And oh, no. <laughs> we're being chased. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot going. Oh, yeah. There's like a second ending in the movie where. Yeah, right. So they they do the mission and it, it's a success in terms of they hit the target and most of them 
fly home, but then uh, they have to evade all these auto turrets. I'm gonna just use the Star Wars word. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and and uh, SAMs is what they're called. Is it surface launched air missile or something like that? Surface to air missiles. Yeah. And uh, Miles Teller's plane runs out of flak. What the fuck happens? He runs out of flak, which is the stuff that you oh, shoot yes, out the, the like, back of your flares. plane right. to just like to take take the missiles instead of your plane. And so then Tom the missiles so are then, looking for a target. So then Maverick comes up and takes takes basically takes the hit for Miles Teller for Rooster's plane. But um, Rooster would have a person in the plane with him, wouldn't he have or no? No, he was in the he was in the solo ones. Okay, there was two two planes. One was a solo flyer, and then one was a two person. And and then there was four there was four planes total, and it was like Maverick and his two, and then um, Miles Teller and his two. It was funny, right as Maverick was doing his like, I'm gonna show you how to do this run. I was like, oh, Maverick's flying this mission. Like they they don't they don't show their. I mean like. I suppose in a Tom Cruise-led action movie, Tom Cruise is going to do the action, but like, yeah. they do make a really good effort and and uh, you know script of he's the teacher teaching this new generation how to do it. Yeah, and and then I was so kind of drawn in by that that when all of a sudden I was like, oh, you know what's going to probably have it? Like, it yeah. was kind of a realization to me that like. Oh, the big movie star is going to be in the final act. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Now there is some cool stuff that they do, that, which is like a subversion of the original, because basically Maverick. So we didn't even mention Hangman. Hangman is the Maverick of this movie, because yes. he he breaks the rules. He like goes off on his own, and but he also kind of has the Val Kilmer like look and energy because yes, the guy you're kind of rooting for more is goose's son rooster yes but, and right rooster, their like attitudes are reversed their attitudes are reversed because rooster is the ice man because he is like fly by the book don't take chances right. like fly by the book and then and maverick Hank, the entire time is like you got to trust your instinct you got to go with your gut you got to not think which he chooses rooster to go on the mission to the end and he has hangman as backup which then so then <sighs> second ending happens they fly the mission perfectly uh Tom Cruise's crashes. There's like everyone's like, come home, come home. He's gone, he's gone. Rooster refuses to, swings back around, takes down a helicopter that's trying to kill him, then gets shot down. Tom Cruise runs to find him. Mm-hmm, he finds gets, him. He gets his running quota in. He finds him, and then they basically it's been mentioned multiple times that this like enemy base has a lot of old aircraft, right. including like old F 14s or whatever it is that they flew yeah, in the F-14 original. Was and so they go and they steal an F-14. So then Tom Cruise has, gets to fly the original plane he flew in Top Gun. It's out. basically when uh, w- at the very end of The Rise of Skywalker where like Ray takes Luke's X-Wing and Kylo Ren takes some yeah. bizarrely uh, interstellar powered, you know, uh, an actual hyperdrive yes. ready standard TIE fighter off of the wrecked Death Star. Yes, yes, They're both exactly. just like, let's get something from the original. <laughs> yeah, let's get something from the original, yeah. And so they do that. So they get the old and, X-Wing. And they, ha- they get in a dogfight, and then, like, Rooster is like, it's the pilot, not the plane. And so they somehow are able to take down, like, two enemy fighters. And they're um, somehow able to get off the ground. They made a real point to, like, scorched earth the runway. 
Oh yeah, they get off the ground because Tom Cruise is because uh, Maverick is crazy and is like, right. we're just gonna take off with like this little itty bitty amount of space, right. and they do it just barely. They knock off their landing gear, but then there's a nice reversal where where the Maverick of this movie slash the Maverick slash Iceman. You know, it is so Star Wars. It is a real legacy sequel because yeah. they combined they combined it's Iceman like and Poe Maverick is, is sort yeah. of Luke and. Han, but also he's like Leia because he's in the Resistance. <laughs> exactly, they, it is exactly like that. They've combined the characters of Iceman and 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 Maverick and put them in two different. They took people. their tender heart and put it in a blender. <laughs> yes, watch it spin around to a beautiful oblivion. <laughs> um, and then I Hangman comes and saves their ass at the very end, uh, which right. is a nice reversal of what happens in the original, where Maverick comes to save. Uh, Iceman. Right. Um, and then that's like the actual ending of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so there's sort of two endings because they're like, they wanted to get him to fly an F-14, I guess. Which... Well, then the actual ending is Lady Gaga sings a song in the credits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Oh, now, I should have mentioned the very first scene is the is exact ex same thing as the original movie. Exactly the same. Just yeah, like dude. boring B-roll of operations on deck aboard an aircraft carrier while Danger Zone plays. <laughs> now there is something cool that they do where they basically Hans Zimmerfy Danger Zone, which I don't know if you noticed this, but in the background of a lot of the action, it's going Womp 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 or womp 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 I don't know if Highway I ever did Highway to the danger zone Oh and Iceman dies Oh yeah Iceman dies sad uh, But it, it it is a Also wait there was another Star Wars thing I was gonna say What was it? Um. Oh practical effects and also uh, Cause all the flying is real I was doing some research on this. I mentioned it earlier. The so basically what they did is everyone went through three months of training and to handle the G's, and so they're all actually in the planes. They they are not flying the planes, but they are flying in the planes. Uh -huh. So there is an actual like naval pilot who is flying the plane, and they are in the back of the plane in the two seaters, and they are they essentially had to also invent new technology to shoot this movie. Because there was a new kind of camera rig they had to invent to put on a plane so that they could get the external shots that they needed. Oh, sure. And then they had the, like, sort of IMAX-y camera that goes in the cockpit that is on the, uh, the, the, the people playing the pilots. So and then crazy. from the outside, when we have external shots, they have CGI'd away the f actual pilot sure. and put in... They, they take all the two-seaters and make them look like one-seaters, so you only see, like, uh, the rooster instead yeah, the of the actual the pilot front, there. Yeah. But yeah. it's probably, I mean, like, from a from a film VFX standpoint, it's probably more like compositing than CG in terms of, like, creating 3D models. Maybe they yeah. do do some of that, but, but from what you're describing, that sounds like they photographed everything for real, and then it's yep. just, like, touch-ups... Yeah, which, it is. It which is. I made this this complaint in our Patreon episode that you'll hear later this week if you're a patron at www.patreon.com slash how Star Wars is it. Um, the legibility of the dogfights in the original one is, it's fine, but it's I, I had a hard time following all the geography of things and like who's in front of who and mm -hmm. and, and the action itself was just, it, it, was, it was okay. But in this movie, Top Gun Maverick 2022, <laughs> 
the mm-hmm. the action is so clear it's framed so well so like despite it all being real they they shot it beautifully yes uh, it's very the, well done the flares like like you didn't it's it's a perfectly star warsy thing you don't have to explain to me that when you jettison the spare parts out of your Jedi starfighter, that Jango Fett's bombs or missiles are going to hit that before it hits you. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. When he says R four, prepare to jettison the spare parts. Like, I'm like, I, I'm not like, why would you do that? Like, you, you see, you see the thing. You don't even have enough time to ask, what is this? What? Why are they pressing that button? You know, yeah, like, yeah, before yeah. you like intuitively understand what those flares the flack is for yeah 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 totally it's it's shot incredibly well and like i said they basically had to invent new types of cameras to do it and they which which also feels pretty star wars because like having to sort of like invent new like being on the pioneering edge of filmmaking is a very star wars thing to do you know what it is though it's almost the exact opposite but at the same like given a parabola they're at the very top of either side yeah. Star Wars pioneered new digital video effects, like VFX yes. special effects. So uh, it used practical sets and pieces and props and stuff, but its its big pioneering was in the realm of things like motion control and totally. CGI. And this this one's big pioneering thing was in like practical photography. You know what it is? It's it's very the Matrix. Yeah. And, and inventing new cameras and new camera techniques to shoot stuff in a way that has never. You been know what done else? Before. It's making me realize. I wonder how much this movie was because uh, Christopher McQuarrie does have a writing credit, and he's been Cruz's like partner on the Mission Impossible movies since mm. five. Brad Bird did four, and then McQuarrie directed five and six, and is right. doing seven and eight, and and wrote them too, or was a writer, and he. I think the writers of Top Gun were one of those classic Hollywood writing things where it's so-and-so yeah. ampersand so-and-so, meaning a writing duo, A-N-D, Christopher McQuarrie. So it's like they probably, like a writing pair and also Christopher McQuarrie each wrote a draft and got yeah. equal credit or whatever. But um, I I wonder where I was going with that is how much of this tech pioneering was done just as like a... Okay, Paramount's going to let us do a Top Gun remake because it's got name recognition. We're going to use that as our blank check to pioneer yeah. new tech to make Mission Impossible's 7 and 8. <laughs> yes, totally. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they if there's some really good flying in 7 and 8 of Mission Impossible totally. or something very similar. Because, I mean, or, or even, you know, it might have been reverse because you know whenever tom cruise is flying that little helicopter in six of mission mm-hmm, impossible mm-hmm. that camera like like angle of like him flying yeah is that same like stuff that they're using in this where they are like from below right. looking up at the pilot right. you know yeah good point um yeah there was an interesting article about like just look up are the stunts the air stunts real and you'll find a cool article about uh, the person who the aerial flight stunt designer and all the stuff they had to do because it was very interesting. I one other Mission Impossible thing, and then we should probably go to the break. <laughs> yeah, we should. We've been talking for forty-five minutes. I don't, and and I'm sure the movies will be standalone and great and excellent. But I don't know why they have decided to title them whatever the title is, Part One, and whatever the title is, Part Two. Yeah, like 
I think because it's in vogue right now. But it was in vogue in like the days when Twilight movies were coming out. Like it was in vogue then, and then it stopped being in vogue for like five years, and now it's in vogue again because of Dune. Maybe because of Dune, because Wicked is doing the same thing. I just don't know why they didn't give them two distinct titles. Again, who gives a shit? But like five you know, kind of goes into six because it has the same villain and it has the same um, or, or kind of the same villain and it has Ilsa in both. Like, I wonder if that's why they did it, because five and six are basically two the parts same, of a story. Two, yes, exactly. Two parts of the same story. And I wonder if they were like, that wasn't clear enough. People were confused because they were uh, like, we well, didn't that's see. A, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Because they're like, if you didn't see, if you didn't see five, you could be a little lost going into six. That's a good point. And so I wonder if they had that thought and were like, well, let's just make it very clear that these two are part of the same story right. and that you need to see both. Right. Yeah. No, good Good. I, you've, I've come around. <laughs> okay, that's my thought, and I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I'm sticking going with. Yeah. Well, let's go to the break, and then... <laughs> Wee! And we're flack! Oh, there you go. <laughs> I think that's what it's called, anyway. Uh, I kind of have a game this week. Uh, if you happen to be a new listener, every week after our commercial break, which we haven't had a commercial in... A dog's Ye- age. <laughs> Years, yeah. We uh, we play a game, and this week's game is a little flying by the seat of my pants, but I thought it would be fun because we have names like Maverick, Goose, Rooster, uh, Hangman. What's the woman's name in this? Phoenix. Phoenix. Then there's Bob, which is funny. Bob. That was uh, funny. I thought like, it would Bob? be fun to do call signs for Star Wars characters. Now, of course, the pilots are things like Red 5 or Rogue Leader, but uh, I want to I take... I don't know their name or their personality and like come up with uh, and you and I can do this together as like a cooperative yeah. effort uh, come up with call signs if these characters were uh, all fighter pilots or you know again many of them are but give them a name a, a handle in the way that Maverick is so first one I've got on my list for call signs is Red 5 himself Luke Skywalker. Now, this is tricky because Skywalker is already a good call sign. Good point. Yeah. So, I don't know. It could just be Skywalker, but that seems too easy. It'd be funny if it was like Starkiller because that was going to be the main character's name in the original draft. <laughs> oh, can I pitch something? Yeah, please. Prodigy. Hmm, I like it. Because he's like, he's like a, a natural flyer, you know? Sure. So he comes in and they're like, oh, this kid's a freaking prodigy. He doesn't have any training and he's just a natural pilot. I like it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so prodigy. Um, now, speaking of Age of Rebellion pilots, we've got Wedge Antilles, a.k.a. Red 2, a.k.a. Rogue Leader. <laughs> yes. You know what's funny? In Rogue... A squadron in the Empire Strikes Back. I think it's an Empire. Maybe it's in Return of the Jedi. I can't remember. But there's Rogue Leader, and then the next call sign is Rogue Two, which, like, I think that's probably just how it would be done. But canonically, in in some sort of cleanup retconning that Star Wars tends to do a lot these days, Rogue One, the call sign, has forever been retired after the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Right, it's so like it's if you're Jersey. the leader of the Rogue Squadron, you're just Rogue Leader. Yeah, it's Jersey got hung up in the rafters. Yeah, which I think is like kind of a fun detail, despite it being like stupid and who gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Wedge Antilles, uh, something comes to mind. Iceberg, like 
wedge oh, lettuce. Oh <laughs> yeah, I can eat. I can eat that. I can but dig he's that. also he's also I think Dennis Lawson, and maybe I have this wrong, but I think he was one of the only people in the original trilogy who was a British actor who didn't get redubbed. I, mm. I, I might be wrong, but I uh, some there is some bit of trivia that, you know, like all the British actors they got in London for like day shoots got redubbed essentially most of them by Harry Shearer. <laughs> right, who's, right, who's, right. You know, all the voices on The Simpsons and he's in uh, all the Christopher Guest movies. But um, uh, I think it was Dennis Lawson was was one who was like, no, 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 I've got a good American accent. And of course, it's like. Good one, Jansen. <laughs> Good shot, Jansen. Good shot, Jansen. But I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was someone else. But I don't know. I like Iceberg. L- Iceberg is good. What about, uh, since he's so British, we can call him Limey. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I like. I think I like Iceberg more though, because it sounds like Iceman. Well, okay. So wait a second. Like, there's Iceberg, which was like a lettuce joke, and Limey. Like, we're we're getting this kind of like flavor. Like, maybe is it? Um, oh. Is it like taco? <laughs> Maybe just salad. <laughs> salad. Yeah. 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 Wedge Antilles is salad. Uh, <laughs> salad to salad to prodigy. Yeah. Uh, okay. And just to complete our kind of trifecta of those pilots, there's plenty more from A New Hope, but uh, Biggs Darklighter. Biggs. Mustache. I was going to say, mustache immediately came to my mind, too. Of course, Goose had a mustache. Goose did have a stash. Maybe his name. What about just stash? Stash. <laughs> or cash. Because it rhymes with stash. And that's the only reason. <laughs> I, I like mustache. <laughs> mustache. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mustache is good. So that crew, Prodigy, Salad, and Mustache. <laughs> I like how Luke is the only one that got a real like a one, cool and, name, yeah. and everyone else has the, a silly one. Yeah. Uh, moving forward in time here, actually, I'll reverse these two. Let's let's give Han Solo a call sign too. And this is tricky because Solo is also already a good call sign. Well, and it was a name given to him, right? And ter- like essentially, it was a nickname. So maybe he's just Solo. <laughs> maybe he's just Solo. But let's see. We can think of something else. That what if he's alone? Or no people, <laughs> no people. Yeah, and what no if he's family, individual? <laughs> yeah, clunky and hard to say. Yeah, individual. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which That's which bad. people would eventually have to they, they would do the line he says to Chewbacca in Solo, a Star Wars story, which is we're gonna have to come up with a nickname for you, which is yeah, so frustrating because like. We didn't need the explanation that he calls Chewbacca Chewy because it's an endearing nickname. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> we we know we know how nicknames work. Yeah. And if Nicholas. someone's name Boy, that's a clunky name. We're going to have to come up with a shorter one. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with a nickname for Michael. So anyway, where I was going with that is if his call sign is individual, eventually people would start shortening it to David. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. In wait, 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 wait. What if his call sign is individual, but they shorten it to Indy? And it's funny because... <laughs> That's good. Because he, because he is Indy. Yeah, you know? no, I like that. So it's I-N-D-I. Yeah, I-N-D-I. And his helmet, all the helmets also have like cool designs. Like Hangman is like H underscore N-G-M underscore N. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a game of Hangman. Uh, 
So his helmet would be like a whip and a fedora. <laughs> and it's just like I N D I capitalized and then like little tiny letters V I D U A L. D U A L. Uh great. Okay, uh Poe Dameron, moving moving forward in time a little bit. He's the only hotshot pilot I cared to investigate in the sequel era. Of course there's Snap Wexley, but that guy's name is Temon, so I think Snap is his call sign. Yeah, Snap is definitely. And he's his like sign. wedges love child or something or like his <laughs> nephew i can't remember but he's like related to wedge <laughs> incredible now you said hot shot and that feels like poe's call that's sign. a good one you know but we can get oh wait tubby bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> or like nevermore <laughs> <laughs> Nevermore is good. Oh, wait, hang on. Cask of Amontillado, but they all call him Monty. <laughs> yes. Oh, Monty. That's it. His name's Monty. Yeah. And it's a reference to Cask of Amontillado. Yeah. There it is. Uh, well, they okay. call me Monty. Why so do they so call far, you Monty? We've got Prodigy, Salad, Mustache, Individual, and Monty. <laughs> And this is a good game. I'm closing out with all the best guys, the prequel guys. We've got Obi-Wan in his flying days. Now, of course, he says at one point flying is for droids, and it becomes apparent that he hates flying. So maybe he's something flightless, like an ostrich. Yeah, 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 yeah. A dodo. A do- <laughs> Can do- dodos fly? Dobi-wan. Yeah, Dobi-wan Dobi-wan Kadobi. <laughs> one Kadobi. Yeah, I like dodo for Obi-Wan. Dodo. What about old Ben? <laughs> yeah, Ben. Did you ever finish like, that fucking show? I'm almost done with okay. it. I got two episodes left. Okay, so Dodo or old Ben. I think Dodo is funny. Okay, Dodo it is. Uh, then we got Anakin Skywalker. Dude is a prodigy. He could be called... Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. We should have saved it for him because he was a kid. Oh, what about... Because he was a kid, so he could be like, like something like Wunderkind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like it could be shortened to Dirk, Dirk, or <laughs> Voon Dirk, Dirk. or like Kindergarten, another German word, you yeah, know? Yeah, or oh, like... well, and this works because Darth Vader is like f- father in German, you know? Sure, <laughs> so... that's true. Yeah, so I like Dirk, Dirk, as a shortened form of Wunderkind, D E R K, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dirk or nothing. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know, who else? And then I just wrote like a list of Jedi. Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, Plo Koon. I, I don't know if any of them... Uh, we don't. We never see Mace Windu flying a spacecraft. We do see Plo. Plo gets blown up. That's his Order 66 demise is in a, mm-hmm. is in a, is a, in a fighter. Maybe well, Kit Fisto's will be sexy. Yeah. Or like Smiles. Smiles. Teeth. Teeth! Man, I am so psyched that I can now play Lego Star Wars as essentially exclusively green guys. <laughs> I've got Greedo, Greedo, I've got Kit, I've got Yoda. Only green guys. What else is green? Kermit. Kermit's in there. What if you could play as Kermit? That would be amazing. That'd be a really funny unlockable. They're like, Frank Oz as Kermit, the, or Jim Henson as Kermit there, the Frog. There are uh, like Star Wars Muppet crossover, like the, like Mark Hamill hosted the Muppet show in the late 70s. Oh yeah, and it's a fever dream. Yeah, it's very weird because he plays Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker's friend. Yes. <laughs> but then he plays Luke Skywalker. 
He plays them both as real people, and it's crazy. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, it's super weird. I love it. Yeah, so I like s s sexy forget this <laughs> Sexy. Uh, he has a couple of lines whenever you find a kyber brick in Lego Star Wars, and they are, I hope it's waterproof. <laughs> and uh, something like, I will keep this safe. And uh, whenever it's... Um, you know where, like, if, you, if you're a stormtrooper, but the thing you have to do is, like, only for heroes, and they're like, yeah. I can't do this, or whatever. Whatever it is they say, like, I can't do this, or I, I can help, or whatever. His I can help is, I can lend a hand, or tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> or tentacle. Adorable. Uh, and then Plo Koon, maybe Splode Kloon. <laughs> Splode, yeah, because that's how he dies. Yeah. And then Mace Windu, something about like Baldy, purple. Yeah, his name's Perps, or like Perpetra lef Lefty, Left because his right hand gets chopped off. Southpaw. Southpaw. <laughs> or maybe it's um, Fury. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I'm trying to go Samuel L. Jackson characters. Yeah, it's Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick very, Fury it, to explode. Come in, explode. Come in, explode. Come in, sexy. <laughs> Dirk, where are you? I can't see Dirk. you. I can't see him. <laughs> anyway, that's that's all of my that was, game. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Go ahead and read through the whole list real fast. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't even keep the actual written record, but... Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Progeny. Progeny? <laughs> progeny. Yeah, no, sorry. We do have to change it now to Progeny. Yep, it's Progeny. That's funny, too, because it's I, like, wait, what? Like, because Luke is kind of dumb. Like, in yeah. the Obi-Wan show, it's like, oh, Leia is as smart as she ever is by the time she's 10. And Luke is like, toys! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretending! I love to pretend! Um, Wedge <laughs> is uh, salad. Yeah. <laughs> Salad, you got one on your tail. <laughs> Get clear, Salad. You can't do any good back there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Biggs is mustache. Poe yes. Dameron is... Now I already forget what we said for him. Oh, it was... Hot um, shot? No, it was Tubby Bye Bye or oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Nevermore. No. Uh, ne uh, Monty. Monty. <laughs> We had to take the same walk yeah, yeah. to get there as we did the first time. Han Solo is indie. Individual. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan is Dodo. <laughs> Anakin is Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> Mace Windu is something. I can't remember if we actually solved that one. Yeah, I can't remember uh, either. Kid Fisto is sexy. And Plo Koon is Splode. These are good. <laughs> wow. These should be canon. They should. Now, I feel like this is going to be the first thing we've had in a while that actually gets a higher rate. I know. It's it's certainly above the halfway mark for me. I suppose it's about time to like put down our landing gear. Yeah. Or uh, wait, it, it got, got chopped off, so we got to get the big net out. <laughs> get the big net. It's going to catch us. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's about time to finish up. So let's see. What should our units of measure be? Or are there any more stray Star Wars thoughts? Because we talked about... We actually did a pretty good job at doing our podcast this We time. did. I know. It's shameful. Um, it's so shameful. We we did. They are like trying to. I know we said this in the cold open, but they're trying to kind of do the impossible. Where not only is like the the setup for them to succeed impossible, but the stakes of them succeeding are not just quote unquote save 
America or whatever, but it's also like save the Top Gun program. Yeah. Because like the military is like, look, guys, drones. Yeah, just drones. Drones are free. I mean, sure, they're they cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, but like it's just like a guy with a remote control flying it. It doesn't have to be a guy in the sky. Yeah. Guy in the sky. And they're like, no, it has to be guy in the sky. Well, Which is even be... kind of Poe Dameron a little bit. Like it and in yeah. uh, Last Jedi when he's like, um, those pilots were heroes, and Leia's like, yeah, dead heroes. Like, yeah, totally. You got your men killed because your military strategy was fly by the seat of your pants. And this one is like, yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting because like Maverick's whole deal is like, I got to teach him to fly by the seat of their pants. Yeah. So that they don't die. Because right. like this, this movie is like, does not let anybody die. Yeah, there they may no... as well change the name of the school to Maverick School. Yeah. Like, there's no death in this one. It's like some people can get close to dying. But it's like, I feel like there was like an executive order from Tom Cruise this time to be like, no, right. no one dies. I know. I, I kind of had that feeling too. Like, but you know, again, like we're given emotional, like we're given, we're given Iceman dying and we're given, um, oh, that's true. All the kind of flashbacky stuff of Rooster's parents. And we're given like bad circumstances that were done as simulations in school. Mm-hmm. So like it you it gave it gave the same arc. In fact, they even repeat the line of like you you fly long enough and you're gonna lose a lot of wingmen or whatever. Like yeah 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 totally. Uh, but it managed to do it without any actual like body count. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Other than the nameless, faceless, the enemy. The enemy. But I don't know. I I think we covered everything. Yeah, we covered a lot. There's the muckety muck suits in the military. That's kind of empirey. It is yeah. funny, like, these guys flying are are distinctly not the the muckety-mucks in the suits. Right. But they are all on the same team, so it is, it is like, almost trying to have its cake and eat it, too, by being like, we're not American military bureaucracy, we're American military weapon shooters. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we like, are well, the... They, el- it's the same flag. <laughs> yeah, same flag, same illegal military operation yeah, like that you, you're running. You may be cool, you may wear cool glasses, but like... <laughs> and and they are really cool glasses. Cool, cool glasses. I wonder if he aviators are going to get... Except really, he works with Ronaldo, which is all the time. Dangerous-esque. <laughs> Dangerous-esque. Oh man, I miss Dangerous-esque. I miss Strong Bad. Yeah. I miss him like I miss a brother. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him like I miss a brother. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's see. Let's do a unit of measure then. Um, I'm going to do... Should I do the same thing I did for the Top Gun? I already forgot because when it was. Because we do have, yeah, once again... Yeah, of Great Balls of Fire. Choruses of Great Balls of Fire. I know, someone, someone I saw on Twitter was like, the most unrealistic part of that movie is that all these 20 and 30-year-olds know the lyrics to Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> I know. Well, to be fair, I think they are just singing the chorus over and over again. That's true. You know? But regardless, like... like yeah, it, it is It is a very old school thing for them to know what's going on. Is that just a tradition on. at Top Gun School? Yeah, someone has to learn how to play the piano, and thank God it was Miles Teller. Miles Teller was like, I was in Whiplash. I learned how to do music. Yeah, right. I've never seen that. I need to see that. It was good. I don't know if it holds up to as like being as good as everyone thought it was when it came out, but it was good. Yeah. Um, 
So is that your unit of measure? Yeah, I'm going to do choruses of Great Balls of Fire again. I'm thinking mine might be mugs hung from the ceiling. <laughs> sure. At that bar? At you that ever bar. notice that at the bar? No. The ceiling is just so fucking busy. <laughs> There's like toy planes <laughs> all above the bar, but then all throughout the entire like actual like hall room is like all these like mugs hung from the ceiling. Fun. Maybe that or maybe uh I'll do like hard deck. <laughs> hard the hard deck. <laughs> That's actually what that bar is called, which is a it cute is, little yeah. detail. No, I I'm going to do that. mugs hung from the ceiling. Um I, I do think we've crossed a threshold with this movie, not being a Star Wars canon film, but being one of the most Star Wars movies I've seen and I don't know how long. Yeah, and the, the trench run is really a big part of it. Yeah. It's really I, a big it, part of this, it. This movie feels more like a Star Wars movie. That doesn't mean all of Star Wars, but it feels more like a Star Wars movie than a lot of Star Wars has felt lately. Totally, totally. Because uh, Star think- Wars now, I guess, is just Wolverine. Yeah, Michael Delaney pointed that out in um, in his video he just released on, on. Oh, I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet because I haven't finished Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, like every Star Wars thing now is like gruff man who has no oh, business yeah. raising a child, but he is. <laughs> yes, it's so true. It's like that. Well, I think it's one of those things where they found that success with Mandalorian, and then they were like, "Let's just do it. Keep doing it." Well, and I think they might have even gone as far back as like Ahsoka being such a success. That's true too. And especially since Filoni was involved with the development and the production of Mandalorian season one, they must have just been like, "What if just it's all dad outrider guy had little baby boy?" You know what it is? You know what it might be too? Is that all these guys who are, who are making Star Wars now are dads. Mm-hmm. And so it's all dads. Because like that was the thing. Because like Lucas wasn't a dad when he made Star Wars the first time. I don't right. think. Well, Maybe and, he and was. What, uh, what, what develops a hard-edged character into a more um, complex being than having to look after someone else other than himself? We yeah, see that with Han Solo's arc in... in the original trilogy you know like he's out for himself but then when he finds a cause and then the easiest cause is just like helpless baby (laughs) yeah there's like a a thing in video games right now where a lot of the people who were making video games back like 15 20 years ago now all have kids so now they're making video games and all video games are about dads right like god of war and the last of us (laughs) exactly and so like people were like oh i guess just all video games are dads now and it's just like yeah well whenever whenever you were in your 20s making video games you didn't have any kids you're like yeah kratos the god of war he's violent and he's cool right and then you're 40 and you're making video games and you're like what if it was a little what if he had a beard now he's like boy and he's as a kid boy and he just says boy a lot yeah so anyway it's all dads that's my theory too with star wars now it's all just dads um my unit of measure is going to be severed scottish guys heads that you carry around on your waist <laughs> oh good oh, wait yes. no this isn't the god of war episode not god of war sorry, oh, shit, sorry, okay. sorry. yeah no i'll do mugs on the ceiling mugs on the ceiling but anyway the reason it- the reason i went into all that is like this movie feels very star wars in the sense of star wars movies which gruff guy taking care of baby is now a very uh, sharp color in the woven tapestry that is star wars now like yes it, it was late to the party but they they got that yellow yarn and now just the entire bottom half of star wars tapestry yeah. is yellow <laughs> the chili is tasting strongly of turmeric yeah 
And now because turmeric is the strongly gruff. of unlikely parenthood relationships. <laughs> yes, which is what turmeric tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Well let's let's see. I, I think I'm gonna give it uh six. I know, I feel crazy going that high because it is decidedly earthbound and there is right. no space. But like but the there's movie, a trench run. The movie is a star it, it is a new hope mixed with the original Top Gun. Mixed yeah, totally. with some Mission Impossible shit. Maybe a five then? I don't know. I I like a high five. I want to do a five and a half. <laughs> high five. I want to do a five and a half net. So if you say six, okay. I'll say five. If you say five, I'll say six. But All right, let's do that. I'll say six, you say five. Yeah, cool. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> well, hang on. That that song's about disagreeing on a like opinion, but like six and five are not the same. We can't we can't <laughs> you tell say people that six, numbers just I mean whatever five, you want. <laughs> six, five, five, six, five. <laughs> Have you uh, seen that that thing of like the two men standing on either side of a number on the ground a and six they're both and a nine, pointing yeah. to it? Yeah, one says nine and one says six, but then someone else is like cross those out and it's like or, or crossed out the caption that's like your reality is determined by your point of view or whatever. And someone crossed that out by saying, like, yeah, but, like, look around. Is Are there other numbers on the ground? What does this number yeah. mean? More than likely, it means either six or nine because someone put it there. <laughs> and, then, and then someone else came in and crossed that out and just said, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, six or nine. That's the funny number. <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want us on the Internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Was Is It on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. Send us some emails. We love hearing from you. Yeah. We get a lot. We get a lot of spam. I'm not going to read it right now. Mike, tell them about the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you done with that part? <laughs> yeah. We also have a done. Patreon where we do additional episodes every week. This week, we actually do a kind of like the episode you're listening to now, only a little shorter. We reviewed the original Top Gun. So check us out this week for that on Wednesday. Uh, but we also do a, a half hour long bonus app every week. Uh, usually it's us just like talking crazy about our weeks and whatever else is going on. Um, yeah. And then we also do a monthly thing on there, a, a longer thing, a, a commentary. We, we've we been doing, uh, we did all the Star Wars films, the main 11, uh, as watch along two hour plus long commentaries of us just talking while we watch the movies. We've also done some other films, and we've also done an RPG, and we're we're about due to do another one, perhaps. Yeah, so, we are. Uh, tune in th- there, and you'll hear some more long-form stuff, too. And all of that is just $5 a month. You, of course, can give more. You can give less and get just access to our Discord. But Patreon is available for all, all sorts of tiers. Yeah, come on out. It's a good time. But it's about time. But sandwiches to Star Wars. It's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So, like we always say, we love you. And and may the fourth be with you. Bye bye. Bye. Look who is here. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) The tongue. The tongue. It's so funny.